You're listening to the Emerging As Me podcast with me, your host, Caitlin Cox, a show to encourage and uplift you with my personal stories and impactful guest interviews. As we work through the hard stuff together, we will empower one another to persevere through all of life's challenges. We'll cover it all from marriage and motherhood, living in rural communities, loss and hardship, and how to keep faith alive while finding hope in your everyday life. The journey of life, as I have learned, isn't always a direct path to success and happiness. I'm traveling down life's winding roads, learning to navigate as I go, always growing and emerging with new perspectives and understanding. I'm constantly emerging as me through all of the things that life throws my way. So join me on this journey as we choose to emerge as better versions of ourselves every day. Let's get into it, y'all. Hey y'all, I'm so glad you're here today listening to episode two of my podcast, Emerging As Me. So in my first episode, I talked about imposter syndrome and fear and how the phrase, who am I to do this, keeps running through my head, along with the ways I try to move past those emotions. So I'm not over it just because I talked about it in the first episode, I still continually this past week have been like questioning myself and what I'm doing and what I'm trying to do. And I've got that fear still, but like I had told y'all what I use in my three steps to pray, to breathe, to talk to God, find a verse. I'm, I'm using those tools and it's helping me move through it. I think it's easy for people to say, Hey, you need to just get over it. Imposter syndrome and fear. And that's, I mean, You need to get over it to a certain extent, but we're going to live with it because we're humans. We just have to learn how to work through it. So today, coming off of that imposter syndrome episode, I want to talk a little bit about the reason why I chose to do this thing called podcasting. So let's get into it. In March of 2023, I attended a women's retreat. I was burnt out in every avenue of my life. My stressful and all-consuming job was ruling over everything that I was doing. But I had it all. What in the world was wrong with me? I had the dream job that I'd always wanted with all the benefits and the retirement. I had my husband and my two beautiful little boys. Cade had just turned three and Ashley Keith was just shy of one years old or one year old, excuse me. I thought that all of these things should be making me happy, but I was miserable. I was spiraling from stress and exhaustion. My body was running on fumes. I had nothing left physically or emotionally to give to my family at the end of each day. And on the weekends, I didn't want to leave my house. I just wanted to sit at home in my PJs looking like a hobo And not have to do anything or talk to anyone. I was exhausted. And y'all, I was ill as a snake and mean and kind of a bitch. (laughs) Going to that retreat made me stop and reevaluate my priorities. I worked through a lot of things that weekend and ultimately walked out of there 
a changed person, a much better person than when I had walked in. So I came home and I gave my notice that I would be leaving my teaching position at the end of the semester. So I can honestly say that today, looking back, that was the right decision that I made. About one month after I had left that job, my husband and I were talking and he told me that I was much more pleasant to be around, that I was a lot uh, nicer, seemed a lot happier. So now my top priority is my family and giving them the best version of myself that I can give them. I'm working on my health in ways that just weren't possible with the amount of stress that I was once dealing with. And I'm also setting new goals for myself in this new season of my life. I've learned that doing something new or doing something different today doesn't have to mean that I failed at what I did yesterday. Let me repeat that for y'all. I have learned that doing something new or different today doesn't have to mean that I failed at what I did yesterday. We are all allowed to change and to grow. Through this process, I realized I want to share my stories with other women that are feeling stuck in that same rut. I've learned that life is surely not a direct path to success and happiness. It's all about how you handle what comes your way, the good and the bad. We all have to go through the hard stuff, but you don't have to sit in the hard stuff in that space, in that hard space forever. Let the hard stuff teach you and take those lessons that you learn with you into whatever you you do next. So when I say I'm going to share my stories, I mean I want to share my stories about some of the hard stuff that I've faced, some of the most difficult times of my life. But with God's grace, I walked through all of those difficult times. It wasn't easy, but what was the alternative? You have a choice. You can choose to sit in that negative place or choose to do the work and move through it. Neither path is easy. But you have the power to decide the direction you're going and what you're going to do. You have to choose which version of hard you're going to face. Are you willing to settle for the version of hard that gets you nowhere or the version of hard that moves you in the direction you want to go? Over the past 11 years, my husband and I have been through so many difficult seasons. And I'm just going to share one of those seasons a little bit about that in hopes that maybe you can find something in that story that makes you feel a little less alone or gives you some type of encouragement. So here we go. Going all the way back to 2013, we lost our first home to a fire. I definitely went into a depression of some kind after that. We weren't married yet, so we were shacking up, as they say. But I lost a lot of very sentimental Christmas ornaments. I know it sounds silly, but they were very special to me. My mama had bought an ornament every year over my childhood 
that had something to do with, you know, what we were doing that year. Some things were dance because I took dance when I was a little girl. Some things were related to, you know, just different things that were going on during that year that I was like interested in and things that I was doing. So I had an ornament to remember every year of my life. And I had also inherited some really special Christmas pieces from my grandmother that had passed away when I was 13. So there was just a lot of things that were just special to me. So I had enough Christmas decorations and ornaments that I had three trees. (laughs) I had three Christmas trees. I love to decorate for Christmas. So I lost so many more special sentimental items in that fire. Losing your, your home and all your belongings is really, really, really hard. It almost felt like like something died or like a death. I mean, not to compare it to like the death of a family member, but it was a major loss. After that fire, as I talk about all the Christmas things that I lost for the next, the following Christmases were very, very hard for me because I, I was used to having so much special sentimental things that I would pull out every Christmas and look at and remember different times over my life, remember people that were special to me in the act of, you know, decorating the Christmas tree. As I was doing that, I would pull these special pieces out and it was gone. So the the following Christmas was extremely hard. We didn't even put up any a Christmas tree or anything because we weren't living. We were in a rental home. It was just extremely hard. It, it kind of put you back into a, a very low place or put me back in a kind of a low place. So back to the fire that night. We weren't home when the fire started. We had gone out with some friends. And when we were coming home, we pulled back into the driveway we saw smoke coming from the back of the house. So we walked around the back of the house and saw flames shooting out of the attic vents or the eave of the house. I did run in and grab my grandmother's really, really old little antique chair that's like, it's like a hundred years old, y'all. It's it's really old. (laughs) And then, because the fire at that point was on one end of the house and our house was kind of like long shaped. So that other end was like no smoke, no fire. But when I I ran in to grab that little chair, I saw that there was flames in like the top corner of the living room, like on the far end of the house, because it was a really big open living room. So you could just look in the back door and kind of look down through the kitchen and see it. The ceiling was starting to burn in the in the very corner, like the very, very, very corner of the, the living room. So... I realized that it was, yeah, like, I don't know that we can, I don't know what we're going to do. You know, it was just kind of shocking. So I realized that it was in the attic and it was over our master bedroom, like from that corner of the living room behind that corner was our master bedroom. So to put in perspective of, I thought, I thought about this, if Ace and I had decided to stay home and just to go to bed that night. We could have very easily been sleeping in that bed when the fire started. We could have very easily passed out from smoke inhalation. And guess where the roof caved in first? Our master bedroom. This situation could have really turned out absolutely horrible. But thank God we were not asleep in that bedroom that night. 
I remember standing back at the road that night watching all the fire trucks and the firemen trying to save our home. And I realized, I finally realized, that's it. It's gone. It's really going to burn all the way down. It's really gone. And I cried and cried. We went that night to my husband's parents' house, or I guess that early that morning. It was probably about almost 4 a.m. by the time we, all the craziness of the fire department and everything being there. We went to my mother-in-law and father-in-law's house. And we tried to sleep, but neither one of us could. We just, I don't even know how, the stress and just shock, and we could not sleep. There was no sleep. The house would not stop burning. So when our insurance adjuster came out, it was like three days later, the fire department had to be there with a fire truck to keep putting out the hot spots so the insurance adjuster could could walk through and assess things. Ultimately, they said that the cause was wiring in the attic. It was probably a chewed up piece of wire by maybe a squirrel or mice or something. Oh, anyways, the fire department ended up putting over 33,000 ga- 33, gallons of water out that night on our home. I know that they told us because of the fire, our house fire, the, the local fire department received more training and more certifications so that if something like that were to happen again, they would be more prepared they call it the high, our, our road is high hill road. So they call it the high hill fire. And they use that scenario in um, training a lot. So there's, there's another thing I guess that came out of it that was positive. The fire department has more training now because of our house fire. But back to those firemen and everyone that was there, first responders, they weren't just firemen that we had, we didn't know. They weren't strangers to us. One of our very, very best friends was the chief of the volunteer fire department in our town. And he was our first call when we pulled into our driveway and the first one there with a fire truck. So then one of the other firemen was a teacher at our local high school. And he taught both my husband and me when we were in school. So these people were our friends and our neighbors, and they were doing everything in their power to help us. And that spirit did not end. That spirit of giving did not end that night of the fire or fighting the fire. So in the following days and weeks to come, Ace and I had so much love and support shown to us by our friends and our community our little small town. It was really, really hard for us, a really hard time. But the amount of love that people showed us and the support that we were surrounded with will never be something that we never forget. So Ace and I stayed in an RV for a little while. We lived in our little, in the RV behind his parents' house for a couple of weeks, maybe, maybe about a month. And then we rented a house that was not the best experience for us. (laughs) So in this house, the heat never worked when it was cold. And that winter, we had a huge ice storm 
that put the power out for, I think, about five days. So it was really cold. <laughs> and then when it was hot in the summer, the AC never worked. Right. I remember one morning onto another appliance that didn't work. <laughs> one morning I woke up and I was laying in the bed in the rental house and I was listening. I was like, is that water running? Why do I hear water running? I got up and I walked into the hallway. And as soon as I stepped out into the hallway, I stepped into wet, old shag carpet. It was not a pleasant sensation. (laughs) So the hot water heater in the hallway closet had busted. Ace usually had to work on the water heater every single night when he got home after work just so he could get a warm shower. It was rough, y'all. It was it was just a struggle. You had to come home and constantly just work on something just to get a warm shower and get it was yeah. So and then another another onto another appliance. The dryer started smoking one night. I was drying my clothes, you know, doing the laundry and I realized Oh, my Lord, the dryer is smoking. All I could think was, oh, no, 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 not again. I was about to start throwing what little bit of clothing and belongings that we had out of the windows, out of the doors. I was like, nope, this fire is not going to burn up everything I've got again. Like, I'm not doing this. But it was okay. We swapped out the the dryer. I don't know what was wrong with the dryer, but we just got a a new dryer and it was all right. But that was just a very, like, I was like, no, can't do this again. (laughs) We stayed in that house for almost a year. It was a really, really challenging year. (laughs) It was a hard year. Not only were we dealing with a house that seemed to hate us, but Ace was really struggling during that time at work I told y'all that he is a farmer so present day Ace is the boss man I guess if you would if you could say so he's the boss man but back in those days he was answering to his father and his grandfather Ace during that summer I don't really know what specifically caused this you know family dynamics working with family can be very hard. I come from on my side of my family. My family was uh, is still involved a family business, and it can just be really hard working with family sometimes. But Ace was on the receiving end of a lot of just I don't know some strong emotions and just it was some very harsh words and speak. I mean, and I I know he grew up around kind of this atmosphere in farming where it could be a little rough just the way that people treated each other I guess anyways not to get hung up on that but he he was having a really tough time in his work environment with his father and grandfather that summer so he had even talked about several several times making a career change just because it was just becoming too much too much stress too much on him It just wasn't worth it. He has a marketing degree. Ace does. He graduated with a marketing degree and honors. He also had a job lined up with an ag company when he graduated from college in 2009. But ultimately, 
he made the decision to come back to the family farm. His father at the time, he was really sick. So my father-in-law had had Lyme disease that it had turned into rheumatoid arthritis. So the rheumatoid arthritis had gotten really, really bad. Mr. David couldn't leave the house some days. So Ace came home to help keep the operation running. But thankfully, Mr. David, my father-in-law, found the right treatment and was able to regain his ability to work and live somewhat more of a normal life. Although he was still in a lot of pain, he made the choice to to fight against it and keep living. So I don't know what caused my father-in-law and Ace to have such a hard time like that summer getting along, I guess, or just, he was, it seemed like he was just really hard on Ace at the time. Ace is an only child, only son, but it did get better down the road. But being a part of a family that, a farming family, a multi-member, multi-family member farm operation is not easy. And I know a lot of people out there are on work and live on operations where you are working with your family members 24-7 and it can get it can get very hard because we always take out our stress and our emotions on people that are closest to us and if you're working and living and with those people 24-7 it can it can just get really hard so we went through a season of that and I'll definitely have more on just that topic in in general like multi just farming operations and working with family that's a whole nother episode I could do so we'll we will get back to that in the future but I just kind of wanted to give y'all a little rundown on how Ace kind of got back to the farm after college but back to the summer to or back to 2013 after the house fire so yeah that was a really rough 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 time so while all of that was going on, we were building a new house. We moved into that house about one month before we got married in September of 2014. Ace and I had to work through some really hard things that year. Losing the house and just a difficult living situation and not having your things, just kind of being trying to figure it out and also, we were on, only in the second year of our relationship, I think, at that time. So, I mean, we were going through a lot of different growing pain, natural growing pains, along with all the other things thrown on top of it that um, we had to deal with. So, we had to work through some stuff that year. I remember um, thinking, people always say that the first year of marriage is, is the hardest, and I remember Ace and I laughing at that. I was like, if we can deal with all of this mess we just went through this past year before we even got married and still want to marry each other, I think that we'll be okay. <laughs> that time of our relationship was one of the first hard seasons that we had to face as a couple. And I look back now and I know that those times could have broken us down, but we chose to work through it together. And in a way, going through those challenges in the beginning strengthened us for the battles that we were going to have to fight in the future. And we had no idea what was coming. 
But today, I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite Bible verses. So here it is. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. That's from John 16:33. That is one of my absolute very favorite verses and I feel like I found that verse in a time of my life when I was searching for answers as to why asking God, why do we have to go through so many hard things? Why do bad things happen? Like I was searching for, for an answer to why do, do bad things happen to us? And I found this verse and it's just, I have told you these things so that you may have peace in this world. You will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So I just have to remind myself when I go through hard things that this is not heaven or eternity. This is this is the world. This is earth. We live in an imperfect world. We're imperfect people. We're going to have to face hard things, but we just need to remember that God is walking with us and... He has overcome all of these things and that one day we won't have to face these hard things and live in this hard world. But that verse gives me some some hope to keep moving forward and that I can I can do it. I can go through the things and learn and grow from them. So I hope that this episode spoke to you in some special way today and that you can take something positive from it. If you would share it with a friend that you feel like may need to hear this message that you can go through the hard things and you can keep on moving and keep growing and have better days ahead. So love y'all and I will talk to y'all the next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Emerging as Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot and share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and touch more lives. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. To continue the conversation, you can find and follow me on Instagram. Talk with y'all later.